it's almost bizarre to think about the world before Uber. You know, it's totally. like, I mean, rental cars suck. You know, it's like, I mean, how great is it? Just, you know, totally. Uber, you don't have to park in the parking garage. You don't have to get validated by the valet. You don't have to return it at the airport. Nope. You know, it's just, I mean, I, I live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I have to have a car. I'll probably be one of the last thousand people with a car in the world, but if you were in New York City, I mean, you, you know, want you want Uber, yeah. But, but here on Hawaii Island, you know, we we actually technically have Uber, but you can't use it because there's no drivers. I have to oh, boo hoo! I feel so bad for you. I know. Oh, poor Kim, living in Hawaii, can't oh. get an Uber. <laughs> You're listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. A podcast that inspires traders to make meaningful strides and pursue their passions. Your hosts are Tim Bowen, the lead trainer at Stocks to Trade Pro, Kim Ann Curtin, the Wall Street coach, and Steven Johnson, the up-and-coming trader who's always willing to learn. Together, we'll sit down with experts to talk about their process, the lessons they've learned, and discuss how all traders can level up their trading careers. All right. As I mentioned in the introduction, uh, back with the Steady Trade Podcast. And, you know, it's another one of those episodes. We've got an interesting topic. You know, Kim and I think a lot alike, but we're always on that lookout for the next trade idea, the next um, trade concept, the next theme. You know, if you listen to this podcast, you'll, you know, especially in the ba- in the past, you know, Stephen and I talk about hot sectors, hot sectors, hot sectors. You hear that all the time. You know, you know, we tell you, especially if you're new or a part-time trader, we will beg you to just, you know, to not trade unless there's something, unless there's a hot sector, unless there's a theme, because, you know, if you've got a job, if you got a school, you got family, you got all these things going on, you can't trade every single day of the year, but there's certain times when you really need to focus. And the follow-up question we always get is, well, how do I spot the next hot, hot sector? How do I know when there's a hot sector? So that is something that we're going to talk about today. And then we're also going to kind of focus on the sympathy play is, as it's called. And, and we're continuing, you know, the education of Kim as a trader. And, uh, you know, she had a trade idea and, and, and a concept. And I was like, hey, hey, the, the stock she's, we're going to talk about, the comp- actually the company we're going to talk about, isn't public yet. But she came to me and said, well, hey, I'm very interested in this business model. Would it make sense to look for publicly traded companies that are in the same sector? And I'm like, a hundred percent. You're looking at a hot, a hot sector and you're looking at sympathy play. So these are the concepts we're going to talk about today. So welcome back, Kim. Welcome back to the podcast. Cool. Again. I'm excited for this topic because I'm very excited about this business model. And I, I was searching so hard. Like, it's always so easy to find a ticker. And, and I couldn't find a ticker for this company. And I was really getting annoyed. And then, and then I was like, maybe they don't have one. And that so let's, let's jump back. What, what, uh, let, let, you know, and this is what I love about this is this goes back to, you know, again, when I talked about, if, if you go back to a couple weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, we had the, the kickstart of Kim's penny stocking career. And I told her, I'm like, I, I want you, 
looking for ideas. Don't watch the Kardashians, okay? Look <laughs> never, for – I have never seen the Kardashians. Lies, lies. Not I, one I, episode. I hacked into your DVR box, and it's nothing but Kardashian episodes. I and every one of them, every one of them has been watched like 50 times. You just keep so watching the same true. ones over and over. It's so not true. Don't start these horrible rumors. <laughs> <laughs> so so let's jump back what how did you let, so give a little background what is this company how did you find it you know what was the- joy mode joy oh. mode is the company i saw a talk somebody put it on twitter i think paul graham oh, yep. uh, or maybe actually it was somebody else i think who talked about it and they, they they were speaking to the concept that they were shocked that walmart in uh brought them into their chain and that uh that he to him said something kind of serious about taking them uh taking them much more seriously joy mode and they are basically a rental company so they will rent tvs they'll rent uh any kind of electronic equipment or let's say lawn mowers what what have you uh and i have been <clears throat> a huge fan of this concept of minimalism there's a movie called the minimalists about these two guys who are living with like you know one coat they have like, you know, one, two sets of towels, two sets of sheets, that's it. Everything in their life has been minimalized. And then I'm also a big fan of Maria Kondo, who talks about, you know, if what you have in your home doesn't spark joy, you should get rid of it. Uh, and the tiny house syndrome. So I, I think people are moving away from materialism and uh, realizing how do they live kind of simply and this concept of renting equipment as opposed to so, buying. So this isn't like a, you know, so, and, and I didn't have time to kind of look look into it, but so this isn't the traditional like rent to own. This is more like I need a drill for a weekend Correct. project. I can go rent a drill from Correct. Walmart, not have yep. to go to the rental, the tool, you know, I've rented plenty of tools in the past. You know, if you need some big expensive tool, you know, like if you need to bust up some concrete, you don't, yeah. you know, you don't buy a $5,000 jackhammer. You exactly. go to the store and you rent it for a hundred bucks a day. But, so the, but these are things smart. that aren't, they're not even jackhammers. They're like, yeah, like right, I'm on the right. site now. They have like a kid's ball pit. They have yep. like a pasta maker. Maker. They have my, my New York. I, I, I was just going to say, you, you, you just reverted. You, you teleported from Hawaii to Boston there for a second. My pasta maker. <laughs> I totally did. I you know what happened to my act. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, what else do they have? They have things where you can you can uh get like a third gun after a marathon or a Nintendo or a Vitamix uh for two weeks. You know, like they're not just big expensive things. They can be, you know. A, a martini kit, a portable fire kit, luggage. That's what I was getting at. That's what's interesting about it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, I was just drawing the analogy because, you know, I'm a weekend handyman. So, I mean, or, or like, I mean, heck, I, I've rented an excavator. I've rented a $100,000 excavator before. Yeah. It's 250 bucks for the day. You know, you're, you're never going to buy this $100,000 excavator, but, no. but this is the same idea. But again, if you've got the, a tiny house or, or even if you're just, don't want more shit, man. I, 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 you know, it's like, like, you know, it's Christmas and, uh, I, you know, I, and I'm not like hardcore minimalist. Trust me. I got a lot of crap, but it's like when people ask, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like, man, I just don't need anything else, man. You know, like, 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 like you, Kim gave me some coffee, buy me some coffee or something. At least I'll use the coffee up. 
and it won't be sitting on my shelf or or in my closet or something. But don't send him chocolate. Yes, yes, yeah. Everyone knows my. That was my mistake. <laughs> so I'm actually, yeah, I, I'm very interested in this. this you think this think about how many people buy a pasta maker, for chocolate. example, yeah. right? You buy the pasta maker, you use it once, it sits on your shelf for 17 years. Because you're never making that damn pasta again. That is the perfect rental item. We we have, uh, I can see it in my brain. We had a family Christmas party this weekend. So we got out, um, the wife made a great ham, but she got out the the big roaster. Okay. That, you know, the big roaster that you put the ham in. Mm -hmm. We use that thing once a year. And it's this big. And it sits, so it sits room. in the closet. And the other thing I remember when I got that roaster out, I saw this triple fondue pot thing that someone gave us 15 years ago. <laughs> and the box has never been opened. We've never oh used this thing. And use this shit just to give it life. Well, I. I should, I mean, I should sell it, but, but, you but, the, sell it. but, but the point is, there you go. I'll, I'll ship it to you. I like chocolate. <laughs> but, uh, but even, even the roaster, I mean, yeah. you know, obviously, well, I mean, maybe, maybe the listeners don't, maybe they know, maybe they don't. I mean, I've, I've got a good size house. It's not like I'm in some 900 square foot tiny house. Correct. I got room for the roaster, but my point is, if you were in a, New York City. If you were in a New York City apartment, you would not have room because there's yeah, no closets. It would, it, it, yeah, it, it would take it would take your entire closet space. Exactly. So. That that would be like you'd need another apartment just for your roasting. <laughs> but that's that these and Vitamixes. I can't see there every time there's a thrift store here in Hawaii on this island. Every time you go, there's Vitamix juicers all the time yeah. because again, people start it strong and then they get bored with it. Um, but so think about the concept of renting a roasting pan or a fondue pot or juice mix, you know, Vitamix, what those are $600. Oh yeah. Like, yep. Yep. Really good one. I've got, I've got, a, again, it's, so it's so embarrassing. I've got one of those You're a harder. You're a harder. <laughs> I've got one. Probably I've got, I've got one of those Breville juicers that thing was like 500 bucks and i oh haven't i haven't touched it in six you know i gave up i got tricked into thinking juicy <laughs> was a good idea you know anyway I, I i should make a point we should have like a link below to him secondhand store I got, you know <laughs> Oh my god! Or I can, I can, call I can, Joy Mode and see if they want to take it from you, and then start renting it out. It's been barely used, softly used equipment. But I got very excited about this company, and I was like very frustrated that I couldn't find the ticker. Yep. And so, right before we recorded this, I was asking Tim about that, and really had never heard of the Sympathy Play. So I'm very curious how, like. If they're not publicly traded, do I wait till they are? Do I look for somebody else who's doing this? What if I like them the most? Well, that's a great question. So, so I'll, I'll so yeah, the, the, the two things you can do is start doing a little bit of research. You know, you can do it with stocks to trade. You can do it with Google finance, Yahoo finance too, you know, or, or even just Google searches and see if they're planning on going public now. Okay. In this day and age, I mean, everybody's going public right now. I mean, it's a very hot IPO market. So 
if they have intentions of going public, you should be able to find some sort of news. Now, if there's no mention of that, that's when you would look, start looking for that sympathy play we talk, talk about. So start Googling, you know, I mean, obviously that's the beauty of the world we live in. Yeah. yeah. Google publicly traded rental companies. Now you're probably going to find a bunch of heavy equipment rental or car rentals, but um, all your, you know, again, obviously I'm biased to stocks to trade, but you know, we have um, all of that information in the platform and you can see a description of their business. Yeah. You can read about it. We have a link right to their webpage and you can see. So then that's where you start build. You start building your watch list. So you create a, you create a rental ideas watch list. You start Mm -hmm. dropping tickers in there. Okay. Then you start, you know, and then, then this is the cool thing. And this would be what, what we'll be teaching Kim over the, you know, the next few months and years, you know, however long it takes. Next step, next step is now we start running scans against those watch lists to see when the volume comes in and when the news comes in, because, you know, especially, you know, you know, we're short-term traders. That's what Mm -hmm. we're teaching. Mm -hmm. We're not looking to, you know, I joke all the time. What we do as day traders, as, as short-term traders, we don't, you know, we're not Warren Buffett. We're not going to buy this company and hope to make money off it 40 years from now. I mean, that, yeah. that's not what, now nothing wrong with that, but mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's not, not what we're looking to do here. You can do that with your IRA or your 401k, you know, yeah. you know, let your manager think yeah. about 40 years from now. What we're mm-hmm. trying to do is to profit off the short term. So yeah. that's what we would do. And then the great thing about stocks and trades, we can set alerts for when the volume comes in and when there's news and then you get that ping on your desktop and you're like, Hey, my sympathy so play cool. is warming up here. Yeah. And then that's when you look to trade it. So it's funny. Most of the ideas that I've had have all been short. Like the people, the companies or the matter, the every, everything I've listed as my ideas have all been short. This is the first one that I feel is going to do well. Yep. Yep. So, and uh, so, so yeah, that's, and, and the simple thing is, you know, they, so, so it got on your radar because Paul Graham talked about him being in Walmart, right? Yeah. Okay. It, was, it wasn't Paul Graham, but someone else First, on Twitter put okay. it out there. Yeah. And said, look, Paul Graham gets credit for a lot of things. I love the guy, but you know, for, for, for what I want to give credit to the right guy, but I can't, can't <laughs> find him on Twitter, but, but he was a tech guy. He was one of the top tech guys. And he just said, you know, holy mackerel, Walmart has taken this in. See, and uh, that is, see, and that's where, um, you know, the, the best example of a sympathy play I always like to use is, is 2015 and marijuana stocks because, mm-hmm. you know, think about what happened there. Only Colorado and Washington legalized two states, you know, wow. two states out of 50. But that is the kind of news that everybody's like, oh crap, everyone else is going to do, everyone else is going to get in. Yeah. So we saw thousands of percent runs in weed stocks. This Walmart news is very similar because, I mean, obviously it doesn't get much bigger than Walmart. So now people are going to be like, whoa, Walmart's interested in this. Other, you know, other company, you know, Amazon's going to be in, you know, you know, Home Depot, you know, who, all these other companies, you know, who knows, you know, Sears, Macy's, you know, there's all these potentials for this. Totally. You know what you just, you just reminded me of is the concept of, renting clothes. Yep. So 
very early on, I, I was actually at a conference talking where the woman who started Rent the Runway was speaking. And I listened to her model and I was like, this is fantastic because these are, you know, super expensive dresses, $2,000 dresses. You rent them for $50 or $100 for a weekend. And that, uh, you know, n- now that I'm looking with this lens of investing and or wear short, I can remember thinking, I, I think that's going to blow up and it yeah. did blow up. And now who's starting to do this? Amazon. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of like little mom and pops out there that are doing rental clothing where you get, you get new clothing and then you ship it back. But now Amazon has on their uh, prime platform where you can get the clothing, try it on before you even get charged for it to make sure it fits, to make sure you like it. Maybe they're not doing quite yet rental clothing, but they're, they're doing something similar make sure well, you like wardrobe. Well, again, you know, you, you think about the, the, you know, the, the theme, the overarching thesis of this trade idea. I mean, Uber and Airbnb. I mean, I mean, you talk about that. I mean, it's like, all, I mean, think about, think about, it's almost weird, you know, like you travel a fair amount. I mean, I travel almost once a month. It's almost bizarre to think about the world before Uber, you know, totally. it's like, I mean, rental cars suck, you know, it's like, I mean, how great is it just to, you know, you don't have to park in the parking garage. You don't have to get validated by the valet. You don't have to return it at the airport. Nope. It's just, it's cheaper. It's faster. It's better, you know, and and that's that same idea. And and we were talking about before the podcast, you know, it's like, I mean, I I live in the middle of nowhere. I mean, I have to have a car. I'll probably be one of the last thousand people with a car in the world but if you were in new york city i mean you, <laughs> you know, want you want uber yeah but, yeah but here on hawaii island you know we we actually technically have uber but you can't use it because there's no drivers oh so interesting. the the, ch- the challenge here i mean this kind of makes it charming but like i have to oh, boo hoo i feel car. so bad for you i know oh, poor kim living in hawaii can't oh. get an uber oh <laughs> <laughs> That means I can't go to the resort and have a little too much to drink and then take an Uber home. So I have to make a deal with a friend that will will split up. Uh, that you know, okay, tonight's your night. Not that I do this often because I'm such a lightweight. I can't really drink that much. But the point is, it's still kind of disappointing. So every time somebody comes to visit me, I have to pick them up at the airport. Okay. <laughs> because there is no Uber. But but I think the concept of the concept of Uber, and, and that's part of why I think it's so interesting, the kind of all the bad stuff that's come out about them. It's, yeah, they, but just, I mean, you know, it's like... They know, still are monsters, but, but it's, it's amazing when you build, when you grow that fast and have that much success, I think it's hard to harness uh, everything being perfect. Yeah. And I mean, you know, uh, obviously, you know, what we're talking about, if you don't, you know, if you don't follow the the business news, which remember, that's the number one thing you're supposed to be doing. But, you know, Uber's gotten in some trouble, you know, with some drivers doing some sketchy stuff. But, you know, it's like, I, I kind of also look at it like, I mean, that could be a public bus driver. You know, it could have been a public bus driver that did something. It could have been, been a New York City cab driver. New York City cab driver. I mean, again, it's like, I mean... It's kind of, you know, back, back, we recently recorded an episode on outrage culture. I mean, listen, if something bad happens to you in an Uber, I'm not making light of it. But at the same time, you also can't nerf the world, as they say. I mean, I mean, it's like, 
bad things happen every day. And it's not like Uber wants bad things to happen. Did you say nerf the world? Yeah, you're not familiar with that term? I've never heard that before. That's a yeah, brilliant that, phrase. I love that, that. That's one of the, uh, you know, the. Are, are you familiar with the manosphere? So, so that's, you know, like male culture. Okay. You know, all, all those toxic males out there like me, you know, so, um, but you know, when you talk about nerfing the world, it's like when, when you see some guy with like his kid, like at the park and he's got like a helmet on, you know, it's like, man, it's like, listen, I don't want your kid to bust his head open, but falling off the monkey bars is part of life. You don't put a freaking helmet on the kid. So anyway, so, so that's when you say, I you, like it. I you, like you, it. Nerf the world. Nerf the world. Everything is like, Padded, you know. So I get it. I don't. I remember. I had a Nerf ball. I remember the Nerf, the Nerf, the Nerf balls. Oh God! All right. So, so I would look for another company similar to Joy Mode's yep. business model. Put in some <clears throat> parameters, and then be be pinged when somebody similar uh, shows up. Or, or would it also allow me to? I, I presume I would look for. Who are the people that are going to try to imitate Joy Mode Very and go exact. public and not do a good job and kind of do the cheap man's version of that and then short them? Very, very well said, especially if it's, I mean, look at, I mean, you know, we, we work never managed to go public because they screwed it up so bad, but think of what it, I mean, I mean, we work was this close to going public. I mean, think about whatever, if they had managed what a amazing potential short that could have been, you know, totally. but actually totally. I mean, it got kiboshed before they could even go public. So, so yes, you're thinking the same way, you know, you know, do your yeah. due diligence and, yeah. and look at these companies. If it's some, you know, some sketchy, you know, uh, penny stock, you know, with yeah. some, some guy with a shady history and stuff like yeah. that. You could yeah. definitely look to potentially short them if, if is, they do. Is there that. a sympathy play you've done recently or one that you you loved in the past that you were like, wow, this is such a winner for me? Um, you know, the nice thing is recently we've got, a, a you know, a lot of these cancer and liver plays. So liver disease, for whatever reason, is a very hot trend lately. And that's wow. the nice thing is you'll see these $60, $70 stocks with, with, with a press release. And then the nice thing is you can start looking at these penny stocks that are in the same sector. And we've had a few of those that have ran. Um, wow. LVS is a, is a small oncology, you know, small cancer play. That stock was like the hottest stock in November. It went from two to 18 in, wow. in just at, you know, in, in just in November. So, and they didn't, their news was kind of suspect, but they had a very similar remedy to a higher priced, cancer stock that was moving so yeah it happens all the time and, and okay, clbs great. was great yeah so that's awesome cool so back to you know again back to kind of a couple other things i want to talk about on this is you know what i like about your idea you know we touched on airbnb you know we we touched on you know home ownership even i mean i look at i i tell you i i obviously i've got a family i mean i'm not going to move around but if I was young, I mean, think about the potential. I mean, you could, you could just live anywhere. I mean, well, our, you know, our friend Tim Sykes does that, you know, he, yeah. he has no house. He just, he just lives in the world and Airbnb yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I was recently at a conference with Grant Cardone and, you know, he, this guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. He doesn't even own his own house. Every piece he, he's in real estate. Every, he looks at real estate is like, 
if it's not generating income, I don't want it. And he's like, if I buy a house, it's just a money pit repairs, you know, it's to pro- property taxes. I mean, I mean, it always cracks me. That, that That's the older I get, the angrier I get about property taxes. Don't let that happen. Well, Don't well, become I'm, an angry old man. I, I'm kidding. But I mean, I it's like, and I've talked about it on the podcast many times, but it's like, if you want to know who really owns your property, don't pay your property taxes. You know, you'll find out who you know, you might you might have paid cash. You might have paid cash for your property, but if you want to know who really owns it, don't right. pay your property taxes in a couple of years. You'll find out. You'll know. be at the door in no time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, so anyway, that's back to your trade idea, and that's what I like about it so much. Yeah. And to be honest. I'm going to be running these scans. I'm going to be looking for this because. Totally. Um, I, and I think that, that perhaps is a, something that's going to develop down, down the road. Not, not just the concept of tiny homes, but the concept of renting over buying. Yes. And I still think that's still somewhat, uh, almost taboo to speak about because everything has been kind of jammed down our throats our whole life about owning a home. And we both, just spoke before we started recording about James Altucher yep, and yep. how he is such an advocate and has been for probably 10 years plus of not owning your own home. Yep. yep. Actually uh, one actually of my, uh, downplays college too. Yep. Yep. Actually word. one of my favorite, favorite books is, is, is his. I actually, I, I spoke at my old high school for graduation back in the spring Wow. Come speak to the That's honor so society. That's so cool. And I gave three book recommendations and choose yourself by James Altucher was love. One. Choose yourself. Yep. I tell love you, that that. I mean, it's just, you know, I think it came out 10, 2010, 2011. I think, yeah, I don't, maybe, maybe even a little bit after that. I, I should check. Cause I, me, I bought that it. book right before I came to Hawaii to write my book and I read it on the plane landing in Hawaii, which I was going to house it, by the way, I housed that for a year and a half so I could afford to write my book. Nice. So that when I read that book coming into Hawaii, it just gave me this like boost of confidence. 2013. And I wrote him an email 2013. Thanking him for it. So, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I tell you, you know, we, we do a lot of book recommendations here. I take, you know, especially if you're, I mean, you, you know, like I read it in 2013 and, and it wasn't wow. soon after I sold my business because I had, uh, I, you know, a lot because of choose yourself and, and actually wow. was lucky enough to meet James roughly that same period. What was he I, like in person? You know, it was just a, it was a, it was at a conference and it was a, a dinner with like 12 people. Yeah. You know, I chatted across the table for like a minute and a half, but really nice guy, really nice guy. So cool. You know, we, we talked about, you know, I went into how, you know, you know, I'm famous for, well, not famous, but, but I've talked about it on the podcast. I, you know, I, I made the classic entrepreneurial mistake in that I, all I did with my business was create a 24, seven, 365 job for myself. Okay. So I was, you know, in any way, read about that. If you've got a business, you know, that that's the, don't make that mistake. Exactly. Don't make that kind of business. (laughs) Exactly. And, and, you know, so I was on the fence about selling and, and I explained this to James. He's like, you need to sell now. He's like, wow, you're, we were at a stock trading conference. He's like, I see the passion you have for trading. You know, you're all fired up about this. 
your wow. mouth about this business. He's like, go, go, get out. That's and I did. Awesome. Thanks to James. So yeah. yeah. Shout out to James Altucher. And that, so just, that's your that's your homework. You got to get James on the podcast. I will. I'll get him on. I'll get him on. I think yeah. he'd do it. I do. Because yeah. oh, yep. he, he come, comes out of finance yep. and he's all about, you know, thinking for yourself. And mm-hmm. I think everything that Steady Trades podcast is about is encouraging people to think for themselves yep. and, and look for things that the masses aren't doing. So... Yep. Or look at, understand what the masses are doing and then make your own choice accordingly. Exactly. Yeah. To follow that or not. But yeah, he, he's, um, he's, his book, Choose Yourself for, for a million reasons, I think are, it's, it, and, and his advocacy too of, um, not spending a lot of money on college. And I'm, and I, I'm not just going to, you know, demonize college, but the point is there is a serious amount of debt a lot of kids get into. And he's kind of an advocate for, you know, spend that money reading, 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 getting mentors, traveling the world, getting experiences, volunteering, what have you. And, or, you know, I don't know how much you get it into understanding the trades or get building yourself a trade, but that there's very few tradesmen in the yeah. world. Well, and, and, and that's, you know, and, and we've talked about that. I mean, my son is going to go to trade school and I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. He's planning on going to electrical lineman school. And I look at the electrical infrastructure in the country, in the world, I couldn't be more happy that he's going into that trade because now he's going to have a skilled trade. He loves being outside. I mean, I talk about his hunting and fishing all the time. I mean, it's a high paying job and it's going to be in demand. I mean, he's going to have a job the rest of his life. It's already in demand. I mean, even I just remember being in New York city and you know, the previous people that I worked for, they had, constant issues with their HVAC. And for me to get one worker to that house would take sometimes six weeks. This, and this was, you know, a billionaire who could, whatever you need, like I I would offer them the world to get them. And they're like, sorry, we're, we're so booked. We don't have enough guys. Like it was like that. So there's something about the tradesman that I think is the best kept secret. You totally agree. And, and, you know, and my thing is, and I, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I agree a lot with James, you know, about college. Now, I mean, I always say, listen, if, if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, go to college. But I mean, if you're going to be, you know, a, a liberal arts major or a poli sci major, you know, or any of these soft sciences or whatever they call them, man, just go to the internet. <laughs> you know, it's like just go read a thousand books and you'll, exactly, you'll be good. exactly. You know, and. It's, it's, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's, or trade school. I mean, if you're interested in being totally. an electrician or a plumber, which man, I tell you, I would, I, I talk about this. Millionaires. They're going to be the millionaires in the, of the future. I mean, you know, just like you said, in New York, I mean, I'm in a very rural area and I mean, I've had, I have a lot of friends that are contractors and I've, I've got a buddy that's a, he's a, he's a, a concrete contractor. He's got a small business, wow. does a lot of, you know, driveways, sidewalks, yeah. foundation walls and stuff. I was talking to him the other day. If, if his phone rings and it's not in his address, but he he won't even answer because wow. he's so sick. Of, he just doesn't like to tell people no anymore. Yeah. And he's like, if it's an, if I don't know the number, it's probably someone that got my number somewhere totally. a referral or whatever. Totally. He's like, I just, I don't, I'm so you can't take any more no. work on. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So, 
That's a good problem to have. Exactly. And that's what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good that's a, that successful business or is he a publicly traded company? No, 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 no. See, I'm looking, I'm looking. My that, eyes are open. Tim. That's what I like. So so um let, let's actually kind of bring this this home here. So what I want you to do for yeah. homework, uh, yep. you and the listener, is and and I'm gonna work on this together. So Go to joymode.com. Yep. Excuse me if you're listening and check that out. And what I would like you to do is, you know, in the comments, if you could find, I, you know, there might be some out there, find yeah. a, a similar company that's a publicly traded ticker. Now, maybe none exist. Maybe Joy Mode is that a far ahead of the curve. Right. If there is a company in this niche, you know, just like, you know, Uber was first, but then Lyft came along and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. I think I, I totally agree with your trade idea and I would love to okay. build a watch list together with the listeners okay. and you know and you. So cool. that's awesome. And you know, as soon as I saw Joy Mode and that shout out uh, on the concept of them being a Walmart, I did in inst- instinctively go to this LinkedIn profile of the CEO and the CFO. And I was like, okay, who are these people? Where did they come from? What's their experience? Where are they come? Are they kind of conscious capitalists, which are the kind of companies that I like to support? You know, I started to kind of look at all that. How deeply do you look at that when you're considering? Well, not much for what, I do because again, a lot of what I do is very short term. Okay. Okay. So now back when I was aggressively a short seller, because I started out 90% short bias back in 2007, 2008. Okay. We all remember 2007, 2008, everything was crashing. You know, Bear Stearns went out of business, Lehman Warehouse went out, all the banks would spike and fade, you know, so much to the downside. And then I was primarily short bias for six or seven years. And wow. back then I did that kind of stuff all the time because especially in penny stock land, I mean, you'll find you a lot of sketchy characters. Okay. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying if you commit a crime, you can't reform, but there's a lot of guys with criminal <laughs> pass and bankruptcies. And, you know, I think everyone should have a, a chance to redeem themselves, but in penny stock land, if you see a guy that's got a criminal record and, you know, and multiple and bankruptcies and bankruptcies yeah. and all yeah, of a sudden, just make him president instead. Yeah, well, but now all of a sudden he's the CEO. <laughs> yeah, <there's no> <laughs> now he's the CEO of a $2 penny stock company. You might be like, Hmm, hmm maybe and, not. So. And even if you don't short it, maybe you're like, Hmm, I don't, I don't want to buy this either. Because yeah. I think it's going to crash. So there's right. usefulness there. Okay. Um, okay. But don't get caught up in the minutia of too much of that because we're, cause we're coming in for a short period of time and we're coming out. Yeah. Most of what we do, and good question, is, you know, we're mostly capitalizing on hype. Okay. Yeah. Just like, you know, I go back because it was one of the biggest runs, but you know, to 2015 and Colorado and Washington, I mean, two small States. I mean, it's not like it was California, New York or what, you know, whatever, two small States and hundreds, hundreds of stocks yeah. ran thousands of percent. Now they all crashed, yeah, but it yeah. was a short term trend that we could capitalize on. Yeah. So, so. capitalize on hype. I yes. just heard you say that. I'm going to put that on a post-it. Perfect. Because <laughs> that is what happened with Peloton, right? Yes. That's yep. when we talked about that the other day. So what I'm hearing you say is that 
this isn't, you know, and maybe this is just a fundamental mindset of what you're an advocate of because possibly I'm guessing, but I'm thinking I could see people, certainly myself coming into trading, thinking not like that, not realizing that they're capitalizing on hype. I mean, to play the capitalizing on hype is a very different game than finding a company, let's say like joy mode, who looks really responsible and smart and blah, blah, blah. Like they're not hype. Yep. So that would not be kind of what, where I would, who I'd want to bring up to the playground. I want to find the people who are hyping and pretending to be like joy mode. Exactly. And that is what I'm wanting to try to find. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We, we, here's another one for a post-it for you. You know, in, in short-term trading, we use the term that we're just trading the ticker. Okay. Yep. What that concept means is we don't care next month, next year, whatever. What we yeah. care about is today, there's a press release that says they're going to cure cancer and this stock is trading a hundred times its normal volume, spiking a hundred percent. And we know because of animal spirits, you know, right. John Maynard Keynes, we know that people, I mean, getting excited back, go back to the tulip mania. Okay. They're going to buy the hype. They're going to buy the hype. And, And what we're doing on the steady trade podcast is we're saying, recognize that and look to profit from it. We're not bag holders. We're not holding this sketchy stock for six months because we think it's the next Google. Right. What we're looking to do is the profit in the short term off the people that think it's going to be the next Google. And you know what? There's only one Google. There's only been one Apple. You know, there's only been one Amazon in the thousand. Probably only one joy mode. So, exactly. Yeah, in, I in, hear you. I hear in the you. thousands and thousands and thousands of publicly traded companies, there's only been one Google. So yeah. how? What are the odds? Yeah, you're going to be in the the next Google. Totally. Puny, puny, puny percent. <laughs> but if you go in thinking that, you yeah. can trade day trade those, have a plan, have a stop loss if the trade doesn't work. But yep. you're just looking to grab that move and then move okay. on to the next one. Yep. So. Cool. This is awesome. I feel the capitalize on hype is my takeaway phrase from today. Perfect. All right. So as always, um, remember, if you're listening on iTunes, thank you very much. Drop us a comment and a rating on iTunes. We would really appreciate that. And um, you know, if you're on YouTube as well, we'll link to steadytrade.com below. But, um, you know, we throw out a lot of books. We throw out Twitter handles. We'll talk about uh, articles and stuff like that. So the cool thing is if you go to steadytrade.com, everything's linked. So, again, I, I joke about it. If you're, if you're driving, listen to this. You don't have to write these things down. We've got a great team that, that you know, goes through and, and pulls all these links and puts them on steadytrade.com. So, as always, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. That concludes this episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. And as usual, if you have any questions, concerns, or recommendations for us, please check us out at SteadyTrade.com, where we actually post transcripts of the episode and recap blog posts of the episode. It's a great resource if you're looking to expand your trading and get a more immersive experience from the Steady Trade Podcast.